I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 29. I know I say this every week, but I'm still totally blown away by the fact that we are here. It's been 29 weeks together and we're still going strong and it keeps growing. Huge thank you to everyone who has been listening and downloading and leaving me ratings and reviews wherever you're listening. Those are amazing to read and look at, and I've been enjoying lately watching the growth of the audience as time goes by and just seeing more and more of you joining me over here. So I just thank you so much for thinking highly enough of this podcast and me to have it in your regular rotation. It means so much to be joining you on your commutes, out on the treadmill, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for bringing me along with you. If you have been a loyal listener, or even if you just discovered me and you haven't connected with me yet, I would love to have you join me over on Facebook, either on my business page or in my Facebook group. The group is called Online Business Building Mamas. And I would absolutely love to have you join me in there. Just leave a little note when you join that you are coming over from the podcast. I would love to hang out and meet you and get to know you over there. I also wanted to just talk a little bit about an experience that I had this past week, and I hope that it will really inspire you to make a decision if you've been stuck in some indecision. So about a year ago, when I was first shifting into business coaching from life coaching and really honing that niche and looking for some of the first mamas who wanted to work with me on building their businesses, I did a consult call with this woman who had built a successful business before and kind of had a couple ideas of different businesses that she wanted to start and she wasn't really sure which one to pursue. So on our consult, we talked about that and she really wasn't ready to jump into coaching at that time because she hadn't made that decision yet, didn't feel like she was ready to make it, um, wanted to think some more before doing any coaching. So I've been running into this woman in Facebook groups periodically over the past year, and every single time she is still asking questions about which business to start. Like every time it seems like there's a new business idea, um, a new thing that she's kind of investigating, but not taking action on. And I just saw her again, and it made all of this come back up for me that it's been almost a year since our original conversation with each other. And I was just completely heartbroken by this, by the fact that she has been 
paralyzed in indecision for the past year. And I just know how much my business has grown, how much the businesses of my clients have grown in that amount of time. And know that that could have been her too if she simply would have made that decision. So I wanted to share that story not to shame her or anything because it is a very common place to be where we aren't sure what to do and we do have that indecision, but I encourage you to realize there's no wrong answer here. You truly can choose and pursue something and then make some tweaks as you go. You know, in my story, for example, I started as a life coach and now I'm really heavily focused on business coaching and mindset coaching for entrepreneurs. And that has been an evolution. It was change over time. And I could have sat in indecision for a year instead of taking action in the business. I could still be in indecision about my business, but I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be growing an audience and sharing my message and making an impact um, beyond my own self if I were still kind of debating what kind of business I wanted to start. So I encourage you all, if you are stuck right now, just pick something and pursue it. Just get started. Feel free, like I said, join my Facebook group. Come get some encouragement. There are a lot of women in there right now who are feeling really inspired to make some choices and get things going even before the new year. There's kind of this idea out there that in December, nothing happens in our businesses and we should just take this time off and come back to it in January. But trust me, there can be some big shifts and moves in your business in December that will set you up really, really well for January if you're doing some of the work now. So I encourage you Think about making the decision now so when January rolls around, you've already started. You're already building some momentum for that. Okay, today we are talking about momentum and we're talking about goals. And I think we all know that goals are really important. Goals give us focus. They give us direction. And there's a statistic out there that people who set goals are 10 times more successful than people who don't set goals. So goals are pretty important. But if you've been beating yourself up for not following through on your goals, if you're already thinking about the new year and already feeling a little bit discouraged about what happened last year, you are not alone. I found online that 92% of people who set New Year's goals don't reach them. That's crazy. 92%. So all of those like New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals are kind of misguided. They're missing something because most people are not reaching them. So how do you actually set a goal that you're going to stick with so you can get the results you want? I've been talking about this 
um, throughout the past couple months on the podcast. And I think it's important to just continue to add to the conversation because motivation and goals are a huge struggle for most people. So let me assure you, nothing is wrong with you if this is an area where you struggle. The people who really get it done don't necessarily have better willpower or character or anything like that. Sometimes they just have a couple extra tools. So I'm going to share some of those with you today. I'm going to share some of the mindset. I'm going to share some action steps. And I think that this is going to be really valuable for all of you, even if you have listened to my past episodes about goals and getting stuff done. So first, you need three ingredients that go into your relationship with yourself. The first one is self-compassion. So this means approaching yourself and your goals with the same kind of compassion that you would for anybody else. So, you know, if you think about your child and they're trying to learn something new or they're trying to work towards a new skill and they're not very good at it, you're not going to tell them like, you'll never be able to do that. You suck at this. You would never say something like that. But for some reason, we tell ourselves those kinds of things. So the first mindset that you need to get into is compassion for yourself. You need to think of yourself just as a human, not as some deeply flawed individual. And you need to realize that compassion is going to get you further than hate and beating yourself up. Next, you need self-integrity. So in a past episode where we talked about getting stuff done, I talked about the importance of your relationship with yourself and how setting an appointment with yourself in your calendar to get something done and then following through is the number one best way to grow your confidence. It also builds self-integrity. Integrity is when your values line up with your actions. So in this case, it's when what you have committed to doing lines up with what you're actually doing. And that is how you build your integrity when you follow through and show up for yourself. So that's the second ingredient that you need. And the third is self-trust. And this goes hand in hand with integrity. Integrity helps self-trust to grow. And so does self-compassion. But self-trust is when you're scheduling something in your calendar for your future self to do. And you have total trust that it's going to be done. So think about um, a partner or husband or best friend, mother-in-law, mom, whoever is like your number one go-to You would trust them with anything, like anything that you ask them to do. It's as good as done in your mind. That person gets your trust. And I want you to imagine what it would be like to have that level of trust with yourself. That if you delegated something to your future self by putting it in the calendar for a later date, it's as good as done in your mind. That's what self-trust looks like. And um, all of those things are really, really important in this goal setting and keeping process. 
So let me give you some action steps now when you're pursuing your goals, whether they're current ones, wrapping up this last year, whether you're looking ahead to 2019, um, whether you are setting goals right now and getting started before the holidays. I have a lot of clients who are doing that right now. They are not being slowed down. So I encourage you, don't feel like you have to wait. You can actually start right now. The first thing that you need to do is break your goals down into achievable mini goals. So my favorite way to explain this concept is with this very disgusting quote, <laughs> how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? This is disgusting, but also a really powerful visual. I think it helps us to see how we take massive goals or really intimidating challenges in our lives and break them into smaller steps. I recently met with a woman who wants to start a business and she is utterly overwhelmed by all of the different steps. I, I mean, I shouldn't even say I recently met with. This is literally who I meet multiple times every week. I hear the same story and it's really, really common. We have this huge dream and this huge idea and we have no idea how to break it down into something smaller and how to actually accomplish it. But this is how we do, one small step at a time. It, first of all, makes it so much easier to get started when you feel like you just have one small thing to accomplish instead of some vague Mount Everest of a goal. Um, speaking of Mount Everest, did you know when you climb really big mountains, you can't actually even see the top when you start? You can pretty much only see the top when you get to the top. And your goals are that way as well. You may not be able to see the end, really, but you can visualize it and you can keep taking one step forward until you get all the way there. So break down the action steps and really take the most important next right step at a time. Schedule them into your calendar and show up for yourself in that moment. So that's the first tip of how you actually follow through and do this. The second is to celebrate the small wins. This is so crucial. So many people skip this step and it's one of the most important steps. Way too many of you are hitting goals, both big and small, and then zipping forward into the next thing without ever taking a minute to appreciate what you just did. It takes all of the enjoyment, all of the gratitude, and all of the self-confidence out of you when you do this. You need to acknowledge yourself and your efforts along the way, and you'll be amazed how much motivation that will give you. The third is know why you even want to achieve the goal at all. So today, one of my friends reached out. She's a coach as well. She was asking me if I think that we need to have a why when we're going for a big goal. And I felt like the answer was kind of yes and no. I know when I was building a network marketing business, people would always say you needed to have a why that made you cry to be successful. And I didn't really feel like I had one. I am not the kind of 
business owner who is doing this to bring her husband home from work. My husband loves his career. He loves his work. I don't think he would be happy hanging out around home and being retired. He would probably just go out and create another job for himself. And so that's not really something that I have ever aspired to. I'm not the kind of mom who dreams of homeschooling her kids or anything like that. That is a nightmare for me and so many props to all of you who are doing that. You get so much respect from me. That is not my lot in life. So I never really had those. Those were kind of the examples that I was given and none of them really resonated with me on that deep emotional level. None of them made me cry in the right kind of way, at least. (laughs) So I never had that why that made you cry. And in that business, I really felt like not having that was going to keep me from being successful. That's what I had heard, that you have to have that strong why. So I do disagree with that concept. I feel like even in my current business, I don't have a reason for doing it. That makes me very emotional. I feel like my reasons for doing it kind of vary based on the moment. Um, but they aren't those like, you know, tear jerky type wise. So I don't think we have to have that kind, but we do need to understand why we want to achieve our goal. So this is a little different and it seems very basic once I say it, but most of us don't actually take the time to do it. So for instance, the new year comes up and we're all like, I want to lose 15 pounds, or I want to run a half marathon, or I want to make more money. And those are all great, but why? A lot of times when we take the minute to think about why we're choosing those things, the reasons end up falling a little short because our friends are all doing it, because we think it sounds cool, because we think it's what we should be doing. You're going to need a more compelling reason than those to actually follow through on your goal. But here's the cool part. It doesn't have to be something super lofty. It doesn't have to make you cry. It can literally be, I want to make more money so I can afford to buy the purse I've been dreaming about. Or I want to lose 15 pounds so I can get into those skinny jeans I haven't worn in three years. The important part about this goal is that it really speaks to you, but it doesn't have to say anything deep. It can be as shallow as you want, as long as it speaks to you. The fourth thing is to get a friend or a coach to hold you accountable. So here's the deal. A lot of us are motivated by other people instead of strictly internally. There is an awesome book about this, Gretchen Rubin, The Four Tendencies. She has a quiz and then she has a lot of recommendations for how to handle what type of motivation tendency you have. I want to put a little caveat in that I think every kind of personality trait we have is something that we have the power to shift and change. But I do think knowing kind of your core tendency is a good way if you have a big goal to 
kind of hack your own brain initially to be able to accomplish something. So I think if you are one of these people who is motivated a little more by other people versus internally, that would be um, a really good step for you to take. And then for any of you, reading that book would be a very enlightening thing if you haven't already. So for those of you who are motivated by other people, I know a lot of you judge yourselves for it and think that good people are completely motivated from within and you feel like you have some kind of character flaw because you aren't. This is bullshit, okay? It's an excuse that's holding you back from reaching your goals. Telling yourself this story is keeping you from your full potential. Go ahead and build up a support system that's going to check in with you and give you tough love and or brutal honesty that you occasionally need. Sometimes this can come from a friend, but I really encourage you to think about working with a coach because the friend may not give you the tough love. They may not give you the brutal honesty, If they have the same goal as you, forget it. You guys are going to be going down off the wagon before too long with each other, most likely. And paying for a coach, I have found, is some of the biggest motivation out there because it's not just another person that you have told that you're going to do this and want to do this and you want them to check in with you. It's somebody, first of all, that you're paying, so they're motivated to follow through on asking you about your goals. But second of all, you may not be willing to lose that amount of money and get no result from it. So putting the money in is a very powerful motivator and you want to make sure you're putting enough money in that you're not willing to lose it without the result. So if you're paying like a hundred bucks and that is something you're willing to lose, like you're more willing to lose a hundred dollars than be uncomfortable to follow through on your goal, you're not paying enough. So I encourage you to look at coaches and choose one with a price that is uncomfortable for you, especially if this is about business goals, because that is going to make you more money if you are doing that work. And that amount of money is going to get you into the action that you need to be in because you're going to be unhappy and unwilling to lose that money without doing the work and without getting the results. So that's my little soapbox about the power of coaching. It has worked for me. It works for my clients. I see it working every single day. So I really do believe in it and really do encourage you to consider it. Okay, number five, get back on the wagon. Okay, so (laughs) I see a lot of you who fall off the wagon on your goals, whether they're business or personal, like weight loss, you have one thing happen where you've become distracted. Like if you were having a lot of momentum in your business and then you go on a trip and then you come back from your trip and you're just like knocked off your game a little bit in your business. So you think, okay, well, I guess I'm just taking a break now. Like I can't get back in. You have this whole story going on 
It's the same for people who maybe on like a diet or something trying to lose weight or maybe on an exercise program and they don't do it for a couple days or with their diet, maybe they have one like cheat meal or something and then it's like, well, I've ruined this, so might as well just keep stopping working out or might as well just keep eating a bunch of junk food when really... Falling off the wagon for one meal or a couple days or like a week in your business is not going to derail stuff. What's going to derail stuff is when you use that one fall and turn it into a longer period of time. So I encourage you, if this has happened to you, if this is a tendency you have, be really aware about this. Be aware of the stories you tell yourself to justify staying off the wagon because our brain has three main goals, main drives in it. The first is seeking pleasure. The second is avoiding pain. And the third is using as little energy as possible. So when you have fallen off the wagon, it is so much easier in all of those ways to stay off the wagon. And it uses up all of those things. It's not pleasurable. It is painful. And it does use energy to get back on the wagon. So your brain is going to give you so many great reasons to stay off the wagon. And you're going to want to believe all of them. But hopefully now that you've heard this, you're going to be kind of aware of the tricksiness of your brain and you're going to catch it in the act and be able to hop back on. So don't fall for that one. Just notice your thinking in the moment. You don't have to judge yourself. Remember, tap into that self-compassion and then tap into the self-integrity and get back on the wagon, back pursuing your goal. You do not have to use one derailing moment or one mistake or whatever it may be, a vacation, you don't have to use that as a reason to stop moving forward now. Okay, the last tip I have for you is do it now. Stop waiting. So many of you have all of these stories that you're telling yourself about why you can't do it now. A big one this time of year is that it's about to be Christmas. It's going to be the holidays. I can't focus on whatever my goal is. I can't make decisions that are really big about my goal. I need to wait until January. I have heard that from four people this week. You are not the only one saying this, but I also think it's not true. I think that you can make decisions right now. I think you can make moves in your business right now. I think that you can move forward. And it doesn't mean that you have to work on Christmas or anything like that. Schedule it all in and keep moving forward. You think other businesses just take all of December off? No, they're still working. They're still getting stuff done. You can make a lot of decisions right now and then know over the holidays, you can totally relax because all of your plans are set up for January. So if that's been you making some excuses, waiting for the perfect time, I want to tell you there is no perfect time. There's no perfect time in your business or in your life to do anything. 
There's no perfect time to start a diet and start losing weight. There's no perfect time to start your business or to grow your business or to move in a new direction in your business. There's no perfect time to have kids. We all know that. (laughs) So waiting for the perfect time in all of these other areas is a mistake and it's an excuse Again, that your brain is giving you to keep you kind of lulled into the safe cave for a while. It doesn't want you growing. It doesn't want you venturing out of your comfort zone. It wants to keep you knowing or doing what you already know. It wants to keep you on the couch with Netflix and the chips and waiting for another day to pursue your goals. So do not fall for that. Okay, mamas, I hope you are feeling really inspired to get out there and kick some butt, chase your goals. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.